Yes, sir. We're back. I'm Tanner Gilmartin, joined by Max Gretzula and Tyre Hood. You heard it. We are ready for the football season to be underway. Yesterday, it officially is back with the Bills beating up on the Rams. Um, I, for one, was rooting for the Bills. I mean, we didn't expect it to be such a rout. Uh, Josh Allen, dangerous back there. Uh, Of course, Stephon Diggs, he ate. Um... But, boys, I mean, we are back. We all had our fantasy football drafts. Let's start with that. Fantasy football. Uh, Which player are you guys most excited for that you drafted? A player who, when you drafted him, you're like, yes, this is my year. So so my draft was a little different. Not going to front with you guys. My my draft, instead of like a a typical fantasy draft where, you know, it's ran like like, the NFL draft, you just, you know, when, the, when your turn is time, when it's time for your turn, you know, you pick the play and you want. My draft was a little different. So what my draft is, we had a we had a cap of how much money we could spend based on the player. So going into the draft, it was the same concept where you pick the players. But instead of that being your player, you're bidding on that player based on how much of a cap that you have. So I got away with some damn good steals i mean damn I, I, my, doing that format it was really fun i'm not gonna front with you guys but like my team my team is stacked. this might be the best fantasy team that i've ever had in the history of me playing fantasy football quarterback lamar jackson derrick henry running back david single terry running backup running back cooper cooper wide receiver keenan allen at second wide receiver travis kelsey at Tight end, Tony Pollard at the flex. Tight end, Zach Ertz at the other flex. And I got the Bills defense. I am stacked. Hey, hey how many how many guys are in this league with you? Like five? There is eleven of us. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I think for me, Debo Samuel definitely stands out. I like Debo. Got him in the second round this year. Um, just a guy that you know is going to get plugged in there and going to be a running back, hopefully, and a receiver. So I'm hoping he gets a lot of points in PPR, but. I took the injury risk with Dalvin Cook in the first round because he fell me at pick 10. So it was either him or, you know, Joe Mixon was still there, and I was trying to debate, you know, is Mixon going to catch enough passes, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, went with Dalvin, so hopefully he stays healthy. But um, for the most part, like, I, I snagged Brandon Cooks. So I think he's going to be a low-key piece in that Texans offense. I mean, the guy just gets peppered with targets. And then Russell Wilson, we'll see what he does in Denver. I'm excited to watch him play. Monday Night Football returns to Seattle. It's going to be exciting, and you know, can he get on the same page with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and those guys? It remains to be seen. But I'm, I'm definitely, you know, uh, on the edge of my seat. I guess you can say week one of the fantasy season, which kicked off last night. But this weekend, I mean, this is this is the big time moment we've all been waiting for since you know, I guess February. Damn right. Yeah, definitely have been waiting for it. I decided to do a little more research this season because last season had a pretty bad season, but the the last season I won, and I'm excited about getting this player back, Josh Allen, and it was a good night for me yesterday Ooh, watching yes. Josh Allen. I mean, after the first half, um, I was my friends were texting me back and forth saying, uh-oh, you know, did you make the wrong mistake drafting Josh Allen? I said, relax. Once Ozzy Osbourne's out there on stage, Josh Allen is going to get his head right in the locker room, and, and he's going to go out there, and he's going to expose that Rams defense. That's exactly what he did. I mean, he made Jalen Ramsey look like a fool. Stephon Diggs had a lot, a big part in doing that. But Josh Allen just picked up the pace, got me 30-plus points in fantasy. So I'm that's a player I'm excited to have on, on, this, on my team this season. 
as well as I think I draft Derrick Henry every single season. Um, I, I was thinking about, you know, going somewhere else with that first pick. I had the third overall pick, so I, I really could have went with either a star running back or wide receiver. Derrick Henry, Henry, to me, is just a safe bet at running back, hopefully, knock on wood. Then I get Nick Chubb, um, C.D. Lamb. I mean, my wide receiver core, not the best. It could be better with – but Mike Williams is also another player. I'm excited um, to see because Justin Herbert seems to really like connecting with Williams over there um, with the Chargers. Um, but this – T, I mean, the team you were saying, it's, it's almost like you got – every single pick yeah, i mean you got to pick whoever you wanted i know you were talking about the auction and stuff like that but you seem like you might have a very good season um as well i mean max i know you dabble with fantasy football um and you me and you have been in a league uh you did get the the better of me the last time we played in the league together know but you know fantasy football is back um and you know I, i'm excited for it but let's get into this Bills and Rams game, uh, the stats. I mean, we talk about Josh Allen, 26 of 31 um, for 297 yards, three touchdowns. There's two interceptions. Uh, the first one, not really his fault. Um, but at first you're worrying about uh, – this is already two turnovers the first game of the season. You look on the other side, Matt Stafford, he's treating the defense with three. Um interceptions and he's throwing the ball all over the place stefan diggs eight catches 122 yards and a touchdown gabe davis a some would say sleeper pick for fantasy football uh drafted him and and he's already helping him to a win yeah gabe davis check to see if he's uh on waivers in your league um it might be too late don't know how your league works with uh, the wire, but Matt Stafford on the other side, 29 of 41, 240 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Cooper Cup, still a safe bet draft fantasy. Um, I mean, he's still eight, 13 catches, 128 yards, one touchdown. We were talking about this player before the show started. Cam Akers owners, cover your ears. I mean, he did no no production, really in this game at all. Um, I, I don't know what happened. It, well, every time he did get the ball, uh, he didn't get past the line of scrimmage. So that, that really hurt. But they could go back and, and change the game plan for their next game. So I wouldn't go ahead and trade or release Cam Akers just yet. No, definitely not. And listen, Daryl Henderson, too, think about it. He was a bell cow last night. I mean, he had like 12 yeah. fantasy points, uh, you know, double-digit carries, which – I guess he was out there for the most of the possessions, but Josh Allen too. I mean, that's a guy like he's like we talked about it. He's you know carrying the linebackers into the end zone. He's getting the ball into the end zone with his legs and also his arms. So uh, you're gonna have fun watching him all season long, Tanner, and also just distributing the football. I mean, listen, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary both caught multiple passes. You had Gabe Davis with a couple of deep balls. Um, Stephon Diggs, of course, doing his thing. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie even got in there. Uh, in the second half of the ball game in the end zone. So the Bills are going to be a tough out for any team. Um, and from a fantasy fantasy perspective, if you have one on your roster or two, you're definitely in a good spot. Yeah, but, uh, man, I can't help but worry about the Rams overall. I mean, Rams did not come out look like they, they were really prepared for what the Bills were giving them, especially Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, as we all know, he had injuries during the preseason and didn't really play too, too much, had an elbow issue. But they said he was healthy enough for, you know, for the game yesterday. But man, it did not, it did not look like that at all. Matt Stafford looked like he had a noodle arm last night. And it was, it's definitely, it was definitely different compared to what we saw from him last year, especially in the Super Bowl. You know, we're used to the Matt Stafford with the powerful arm, you know, slinging that ball all across the field. He was very, very inaccurate. It didn't help that the Bills pass rush was definitely there. Thank you, Bills defense. You just added some more fantasy points to my to my team. Appreciate that for the week. But it did not the pass rush did not help. But man, Matt Stafford did not look like the Matt Stafford that we're used to seeing in it might be a little concerning, honestly. It if if Matt Stafford continues to play like this, it's it can spell 
it could spell some real bad luck for for the, for the Rams, for the reigning defending champs. I mean, right. he, he pretty much is the heartbeat of that offense. And if that offense can't move, it, it can't toss that ball down the field, well, then the run game gets predictable. And, that, and those runs can't, you know, bust wide open for extra yards. Then the, the, the up-tempo offense that they like to run, that's defective as well. So they got to get it together, seriously. Yeah, and the thing is, T, actually, we kind of were getting used to seeing Matt Stafford like that, throwing interceptions. We go to before the playoffs, how Matt Stafford was throwing the ball around, throwing interceptions. In the playoffs, he played great, and that's why his team won the Super Bowl. But that was because he was playing better. Uh, in the regular season for yeah. the Rams, that is, he was he had some turnover issues that were very concerning, um, especially for Rams fans. And you talk about their run. Um, in the playoffs, he played exceptionally better. Um, so I do think that 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 was Matt Stafford in the playoffs playing better than what he is. But these interceptions, they weren't surprising uh, to me, at least. One guy we haven't mentioned is Cooper Cup. I mean, the guy's still a cheat code, it looks like. I mean, double-digit receptions, over 100 yards receiving. I mean, the guy's just – I haven't seen anything like it since, I guess, the early years of CMC where you just plug a guy in and he gets force-fed the football. I mean, Matt Stafford looking for him. Basically, every time he drops back the pass, Stafford just looked a little shaky last night, uh, a little indecisive, sacked a few times, too, in the backfield. You know, the Bills' defensive line got home on him. And, uh, you know, Tyler Higby, a guy I'll mention here real quick, he was a guy who we thought going into the football game, you know, Tyler Higby is like the number four or five option on the offense, ended up having 11 targets, five catches for 39 yards. So that kind of tells you where, hey, Cooper Cup first half, and even in the second half, yeah, he was doing his thing, but no Allen Robinson whatsoever, and it's something we saw last year, trend with the Bears. Allen Robinson was, you know, getting the benefit of the doubt as far as he's still talented. He's just in a terrible offense. Well, week one with the Rams wasn't any different, so I'm anxious to see what, where his season goes, you know, as we move forward. Exactly, and what I want to get into now, since we're already on Bills and Rams, let's talk about the top five NFL players, because most of these players on the top five were playing in this game last night. Number one, Aaron Donald. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. And four, Josh Allen. Five, Cooper Cup. Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald, we were already able to see play this season. Is there a player that did not make the top five for you guys, or is there a player you think should not be in the top five that is, or what would your order be? I mean, just and this is just me personally. Um, I, I understand that they, you know, the top five, they keep track of, you know, what you do. And, you know, they they count your your entire, you know, career wise, not just they should be counting the previous year, but they count your entire career. Um, uh, this uh, let's say it. Tom Brady shouldn't have been number one. He, he really shouldn't have. Uh, I'm not taking anything away. From him, he's the goat. He he will go down in history as the greatest quarterback to ever touch the pigskin, to ever toss that pigskin. But in terms of how he played last year, and as far as that team went, and how stacked that team is and was last year, he shouldn't be number one based off of that. And uh, T, T, I gotta interrupt you here because I gotta say that Derrick Henry got robbed. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is a freak, man. I mean. The guy looks for people to hit. He bulldozes people over. I mean, watching him up close and personal, um, if you get the opportunity to, I know I haven't. I wish I did. But, you know, I see videos where the guy just doesn't – he doesn't look like a running back. I mean, the guy he's, he's bigger than a defensive lineman. He's one of the most dominant fantasy football players and, you know, NFL player at that. Um, I know people argue PPR doesn't catch a lot of passes, blah, blah, blah. But I know for a fact I'm not going out there and trying to tackle him. It's trying to stand in front of his way. So – I think he should definitely be in the top five just based on when you get off the plane and you get off the bus and Derrick Henry's the first guy that walks out, uh, you know, you're in for you're in for a, a long day at the office. You get yeah. no argument from me in terms of Derrick Henry, but the reason why he wasn't up in the top five is because he's a running back. That's period point blank. Because if not if all honesty, him and Jonathan Taylor should have been in the top five as well, based on their um based on the 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 amount of yards that they had last year, especially Jonathan Taylor, because he was the offense for the Indianapolis Colts last year. So, yeah, running backs are just aren't as valued. So that's kind of the reason why he wasn't in the top five. 
Honestly. Yeah, and that's fair. And both of those running backs are definitely top five running backs uh, yes. for sure. But uh, I wouldn't say a player that deserves to be top five, but a player that maybe should be higher up is Devontae Adams right now at 11. I do see TJ Watt was ranked at seventh, um, maybe a little too soon, in my opinion, to yeah. rank him above, say, a Trent Williams, a uh, Devontae Adams, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, he's still uh, on the come up, basically. Yeah. Um, but Jalen Ramsey, um, he's a cornerback who – I think is overrated at this point. And you go to last night's game and that could show proof to that. But are wide receivers as scared of Jalen Ramsey as we're supposed to think um, at, at this time? I mean, we talk about cornerbacks in the game. He does rank at the top. But do you think Jalen Ramsey should be 10th out of 100 players in the NFL? The way he played last, the way he played last night, I mean, there was a stat that said that he gave up the, the when when Josh Allen was throwing his direction, Josh Allen had a perfect passer in against him, one hundred and fifty eight point three. I mean, he gave up two touchdowns and over one hundred and thirty yards last night. The, the way he played last, <laughs> I mean, last season he was starting to become a little leaky too. Maybe he really doesn't deserve to be in the top ten. Maybe he ought to stop flapping his gums. I'm just saying. Well, Maybe he may not be as good of a quarter as we initially thought he was. He had, what did he have, double shoulder surgery in the offseason. He was working his way back from that. that was, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we didn't know if he was even going to play in week one. So it is one game. It is against Stephon Diggs. You know, good luck trying to cover Diggs. He's got, I mean, that guy is one of the best receivers in the league. So I'll pump the brakes on it. Should he not be in the top 10? But if this trend continues, definitely the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, pull him right out of there. And I don't know who they play next week, but it'll definitely be something to keep your eye on um, because, you know, he's going to draw the number one receiver each and every week, uh, no matter who he's playing or who he's against. Um, and he's been tested. But what's it? What is it, like four or five years in the league now? So um, corners, I don't know what their lifespan is. Usually, I mean, Darius Slay, I mean, this guy continues to get the job done uh, at the cornerback position after all these years being in Detroit and now in Philly. So we'll see. But but he he does he, – he runs his mouth a lot, T. And uh, you know, if he was playing like he did last night, he might need to he might need to stop that, or else he's going to continue to get embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. We have J.C. Jackson, um, Lattimore. J.C. Jackson's um, going to be out, I think. Yeah, uh, Howard uh, with the Dolphins. I mean, there is a lot of cornerbacks, but when you do look at it, Jalen Ramsey still ranks above those cornerbacks. But I'm talking every position in the NFL. A hundred players. Do we really rank Jalen Ramsey at? you know, at 10, uh, when you have quarterbacks who might uh, have a, a bigger presence on their team than, say, Jalen Ramsey. But, I mean, there is a lot of, of guys who have been ranked lower. Like we mentioned, I mean, um, Derrick Henry ranked, what is he, 20s? I believe he's ranked in the 20s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Lamb, I think, is in the 90s, right? I think he's yeah, a lot Derrick Henry, that. he keeps his number. He's ranked 22. Um, Jonathan Taylor at 24. It's just, do running backs need a little more credit in the NFL? I mean, the, 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 I, I think they do, right? I mean, the way, but the way of the league now is passing. That's the issue. So, as great as these running backs are, they're not going to get the same kind of, you know, credentials and adorate and and admiration that you know, other guys are going to get, unfortunately. And I agree. You're talking about the two of the best running backs in today's NFL right now, who we are arguably, they should be ranked in the top 10. Derrick Henry should be in the top damn five, considering especially what he did to Josh Norman last year. That was just, that was horrible. But we're not talking about that right now. I think Alvin Kamara, see, Alvin Kamara should be a little bit higher too. Listen, Alvin Kamara, this guy was jogging down the sidelines two years ago. And, and scored. I mean, he was barely even trying. I mean, that guy's – I mean, you're talking about running backs. You have an elite running back in the backfield. Uh, listen, the Eagles have gotten it done year in and year out with a winning record without having that elite guy. They always have that committee. But uh, – and, again, that, that's you, you don't need to have a great running back in the backfield, you know, single-handedly carrying your offense to be a Super Bowl team. But when you have one back there, it makes it definitely makes life a whole lot easier, especially if you can catch passes and run the football, you know, between the tackles. See, the, my argument with Alvin Kamara is he didn't have that good of a season last year. 
I mean, he was he was pretty he was pretty banged up last season, so he didn't have his typical season that he usually has. So his ranking, I his ranking, I I agree with because he did kind of fall off, and that's the unfortunate. Yeah, just based off last year, right? So I, I guess you can make the argument. I'm talking like today, Kamara is probably a top twenty player in football. I mean, he I mean, skill wise, when you talk, I mean, listen. You dive into the defense, then it, I mean, you might have to. I might have to sit back and think about it more uh, when you talk about all the defensive players. I guess are out there, but you talking from an offensive standpoint, uh, no question. Yeah, offensive standpoint, yes. When you're talking about you, when you're combining offense and defense, eh, maybe top thirty ish. I'll give well, him that. But I mean, that's still damn good. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he didn't he didn't have his typical, you know, Alvin Kamara year last year, so that kind of yeah, hurt yeah. him. Man, still adjusting that degrees. Yeah, I'll put it this way: if you're if you're up in the draft and Alvin Kamara's still on the board, and you you know who are you going to pick Alvin Kamara over, let's say, you know a wide receiver, uh, depending on who it is, would you pick Alvin Kamara over CD Lamb? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, because Al- Alvin Kamara he produces both his catching ability and the running ability. I mean, that's a lot for yeah. especially fantasy football. And when yep. you bring him on a team like New Orleans, who has a Jameis Winston. Um, not the flashiest of quarterbacks, um, and if he just needs to to dump it, he, he just, they just need that first down. Alvin Kamara is that guy either way, running or catching the ball. Um, we don't know what's going on with Thomas. Um, is Thomas slated to play soon? For who? Uh, Michael Thomas. Oh yeah, he's, um, he's he's limited the last two days in practice. Yeah, he's been limited. Um, he's been catching a lot of flack too with his injuries and everything else. But yeah, he's, he's been to be. catching flack for the past two seasons. Yeah. Um. So I'm That's curious to see his production on the Saints with Jameis Winston. But uh, we talk about Jameis Winston. We we talked about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, all those guys. Um, and those are the top guys. Jameis Winston shouldn't even be in the same category. But Let's get to more quarterbacks and the headlines going into the story with Lamar Jackson not getting that contract. As of now, I I do think the Ravens are going to figure that out. But you have Baker versus the Browns week one. Mitch Trubisky wins that starting job. Jimmy G re-signs with the 49ers an extension to be a backup quarterback. Which headline are you guys looking most forward to this season? And I'm paying attention to Lamar, to be honest with you, because you're you're talking about a once in a generational type of player where we haven't seen a guy like Lamar Jackson skill since Michael Vick. You're talking about a guy who can run like a gazelle and has a rocket strap to the side of his body. All right. He can pretty much make any throw that he wants to. That man has led the led that offense to wins just by himself. The fact that the Ravens couldn't figure out you know, what to pay him kind of infuriates me a little bit because Lamar Jackson deserves it. Now, Lamar is also taking a, a huge risk, which is why I think he outside, if he doesn't get hurt, prayfully not knock on wood, I think he's going to have a tremendous huge year and make the Baltimore Ravens regret not paying him when they were supposed to pay him. Do not, this. see, this is the reason why, I appreciate a general manager like Howie Roseman. Howie's not going to wait until you get too big to the point where he has to overpay you because the market demands it. He's going to pay you when it's time to pay you. The Baltimore Ravens are going to regret letting this go to uh, letting this go to Lamar Jackson's last year. Lamar Jackson's going to ball out. Yeah, I. You know what? It's hard. I agree with you, Jay. It's just hard. Like the Ravens. You look at them. They're, they're just have run heavy offense. Now, what, is that because of Lamar Jackson being there, or is that just because John Harbaugh likes to have a run heavy scheme? Uh, I could look at it both ways. But I think when you look at San Francisco, it's like, hey, is Trey Lance going to step in here and be the guy immediately from day one to have success, or is he going to struggle out of the gate and people turn and look over their shoulder and see Garoppolo sitting there on the bench, a guy who's been to a Super Bowl at least, albeit you know not strictly is doing of course there's been a lot of talent on that team throughout the last few years but from a fantasy perspective and from an nfl perspective i mean is debo still going to put up the same numbers is george kittle still going to be an elite fantasy tight end um i mean he's going to miss week one kittle too you hear it is growing in practice but when you look at lamar on that side of things he's just a completely different animal from a quarterback position he's not strictly that pocket passer but he's not just an okay runner like a jalen hurts or kyler murray i mean he's an elite level runner so He's. I think the biggest thing is uh, all the beatings he's already taken through his career. 
uh, being an NFL MVP. I mean, how many can you invest in that five years down the road? I mean, to you mentioned it, Josh Allen could easily, you know, with all the hits he's taken, he can get knocked out soon. Lamar's probably getting hit even more, and that's kind of his strength of his game. You know, if you take that away, at least limit it as far as maybe two years down the road, he doesn't run as much as he's doing now. Is he still going to be that elite level talent? Because that's kind of what makes him who he is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you guys bring up some great points. What, the headline I'm looking at, Baker Mayfield versus the Browns week one, and the future that this could hold for the Carolina Panthers. If Baker Mayfield, he's already won the starting job over Sam Darnold. Um, some have said, you know, they didn't expect that because Sam Darnold was already familiar with the playbook. Um, he was already – he already had practice, played with these guys before but baker mayfield against odds came in stole that starting job and if this works out for baker mayfield and he turns out to be a really good answer for the panthers in two years carolina panthers will be talking about them as if it was back when cam newton was leading the panthers in my opinion because they're different players but i think with christian mccaffrey back there and if they get they have they have Moore and Robbie Anderson at wide receiver. Not the Robbie Anderson, not the answer. Um, with already the drama that it's brought with him not really wanting Baker Mayfield to be over there in Carolina. But if they go in the draft and they pick up a stud wide receiver, or if they trade for one and they bolster up this offensive line as well, I believe they're ranked 22nd unit um, offensively. If they bolster up that offense, you already have Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, you don't have to have the best offensive line. Um, but for Baker Mayfield to either hand it off, it's familiar with having a great running backs with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt in Cleveland, and then coming to Christian McCaffrey over there, able to air it out to Moore. Um, I, I think the Carolina Panthers can be a really good team in two years. And I'm looking at this first game against Cleveland to see how Baker really handles the emotions. Uh, of playing against the team that did not want him anymore, the team that would rather sign a guy with, with so much um, going on around him. They would rather have to deal with that than another year of Baker Mayfield. That's the headline I'm looking at. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, CMC, I mean, the guy just can't stay healthy. That's the main thing. Can he stay healthy? Is he going to be relied upon the next few years? Uh, I mean, if you're talking to your window, um, a lot of his injuries have always been soft tissue, too. He's never been like a major ACL, you know, non-contact stuff when he goes down for the most part. So we'll see. But definitely, like I agree with you, he's definitely got better weapons this year overall when you look at it. A little bit weaker of an offensive line. The only concern I have is when you look at Cleveland, had a great rushing attack. You know, any any middle-of-the-pack quarterback loves to have a great rushing attack, loves to have a great offensive line. Cleveland had both. Um, and he still didn't have much success and kind of got forced out of there. Now, is that weapons obviously weren't great. Odell, obviously a drama queen. He wanted out. Um, and Jarvis Landry, um, you know, once once Odell pretty much wanted out, Jarvis as your number one option uh, on the perimeter is not, you know, as a quarterback, definitely not somebody you want to put, you know, all your eggs in the one basket with. So I'm interested to see DJ Moore. Um, I think he's going to have a good season overall. Hopefully bumps up those touchdown totals because he's a guy that's kind of bided his time um, under-the-radar type of player. I think he's definitely um, better than what people give him credit for, and I think this year uh, Baker can stay healthy and just continue to progress. Um, then we'll see what happens as far as DJ Moore's production. And I'm anxious to see, you know, Matt Rule, because this is a guy, this is a guy like two months ago before they made the Baker trade where, you know, he was on the hot seat, right, uh, with Sam Darnold being there um, and and guy that none of the fans could really believe in. Um, so now things have kind of turned around. The tides have changed. And now, you know, week one is going to be a solid matchup, especially being in Carolina, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Um, also, since we're talking about Cleveland, I do not think this is the season to – if you drafted Amari Cooper, I think you should have waited a year. In fantasy football, if you drafted Amari Cooper. Because, have you offense, you know? Yeah, exactly. And Jacoby Brissett, you know, he's not going to be airing the ball out all the time. And that's where Amari Cooper makes his money. Jumping yeah. up for those catches, uh, the deep ball. When you have him and Najoku, I think he's going to be the number one target in Cleveland. I, I really do because you're, you're going to have Jacoby Brissett trying to get out of the pocket, scrambling around, and just check it down to uh, Njoku, who just got yeah. a lot more money to play Definitely. in Cleveland. And I, I just don't think Amari Cooper is really going to shine until Deshaun Watson 
uh, returns to the field to play in, I believe, October. Can't argue that. I think it's a and, and listen, they brought in Amari because of the Sean Watson. They needed to get him a true number one wide receiver. Watson's not going to play till week eleven. So the Browns, yeah, I mean, listen, they did this to themselves. They 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 bit the uh, they took a bite out of the bullet there, and then uh, we'll see what happens. But listen, I got the Sean for the future. Once he gets back on the field, we know his elite level talent. The only question is, will still be there being what two years at, at that point maybe removed from playing in the NFL. I tell you what, though, while while they're waiting on Deshaun Watson to return, that means in fantasy wise, the stock goes up for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt for as long as he's there. I mean, they're going to have to rely on those guys to really carry the offense for how I, as long as that suspension, 10, 11 weeks, whatever yeah. it is. That's how long they're going to have to carry that offense. That's going to they're going to be the main offensive weapons in that offense. That's the only way Cleveland's going to be able to, you know, be you know competing these games because, like you guys said, Jacoby Brissett isn't the most reliable of quarterbacks. So whoever drafted Amari Cooper, you guys are really betting on the future. Yeah, that, that's for sure. I mean, you only have around what six, seven games. Uh, after Sean Watson returns. And those are the important games, um, yeah, definitely. Sure. Um, just like people drafting DeAndre Hopkins, keeping him on the bench, that's a way safer bet. Um, he's only missing, I believe, the first three uh, three weeks maybe, or is it the first five? I think um, I thought it was six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he's definitely missing that Eagles game, and that yeah. is week five, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So – uh, I mean, that's that's a that's definitely a safer bet. Um, but we've talked about the league uh, as a whole, the rankings, other teams. Let's get into our home team, the Philadelphia Eagles. And we did do a record prediction in June. Um, get freaky. I've looked into it. I don't know if you guys have looked back into your predictions. Are there any changes for you guys? I think the only one I was considering is week one. You know, I think a lot of people are just writing this off as a W. I am too. I, I couldn't pull the trigger on it, but you know, you look at hard knocks and you see the Lions just like going through a military type training, and you think the Eagles, you know, you don't really get to see a lot behind the scenes. You could paint paint like a mental picture that maybe they're being more nonchalant about it. But I will say this: I still think they get the job done week one, but it might be a little closer than what people probably hope. Yeah, honestly, that's going to be my prediction. They're not going to blow the the Detroit Lions, you know, completely out of out of the water. It's just not going to happen. I think this Detroit team is better than they were last year. Yeah, you rolled on them last year. You caught them by surprise because you decided to change your offense up that particular week. Yeah. So the the Detroit Lions are going to be ready for you, pass or run. I feel like they're going to be ready. They're built a whole lot more ready. And I do think Dan Campbell does have a better grip on that team. Plus, there was a lot of injuries last year. You guys, they the Eagles played a couple of players that weren't playing last year. Like, I don't believe DeAndre Swift was playing last year when the, when they faced the that Eagles. Deep, so that's listen, a, that defense is brutal still, T. I mean, that defense is just going to get shredded. Now, they got some offensive weapons. I mean, they're fully coming in as far as health goes with DeAndre Swift and and obviously Amon Ross St. Brown and TJ Hawkinson. They got weapons. Um, and I think Amon Ross St. Brown could have, be a breakout candidate this year, you know, with Jared Goff you know, feeding him the ball and also dumping it down to Dre Swift, too. So Swift, you know, he was getting picked in the first round of fantasy drafts, you know, early second uh, for good reason. I think he's going to be one of the league leaders um, from a running back standpoint and catches uh, because golf just continuously dumped it down to him last year. And can he stay healthy? Uh, that remains to be seen because he hasn't played a full season yet. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only thing with my young boy. If he stays, if he stays healthy, I think he'll have I think he'll be a, a sneaky good running back this yeah. year. But um, in terms of in terms of overall prediction, I may take a couple of wins off, but I'm still right there, pretty much at 10, 11 wins for the entire season. I think this team has improved, and it's crazy to expect them to not do better than they did last year at nine and eight, and just barely sneak into the playoffs in the wild card. So I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna. I'm pretty much at a safe bet. Ten games. If I want to go to the extreme, I'll, I'll go there to eleven. Especially but, adding Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, right? I mean, that's yes. a big-time addition. That was a huge pickup. That's a huge pickup for the defense. I mean, we were we were crying the last episode about how they there was a lack of safety position. Yeah, and, and you know what the hell's you know what the hell's going to happen? We have good corners, but where the hell is the safety's at? I mean, now how I feel us, how we hurt us. Oh yeah, I, I feel a whole lot better. You know, Mike Epps is still a, a, a question mark, but 
Marcus Epps, but at least, you know, with Gardner Johnson back there, I mean, he's a dog. Yeah. I, love I love I love defensive players like that, man. 100%. And that, that just instills more confidence in me. Now, I think, honestly, and this is kind of – we can kind of get into this, you know, outside of predictions, but my main worry now is Jonathan Gannon. Is Jonathan Gannon going to play that same shell defense that he played last year, the bend but don't break, where a lot of times they did break because they didn't have the talent yeah. necessarily yeah. to stop the opposing offenses? And then I think about all the decent quarterbacks that they went up against. I mean, my God, even Derek Carr. Derek Carr looked like a Hall of Fame quarterback last year when the Eagles played the Raiders. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't sit there and see my defense getting chopped up like that again. So if I see variety like I'm supposed to out of Jonathan Gannon, if I see some creativity on the defensive side of the ball, now you got weapons to do so, then I think I will really be confident. But that's my main concern is Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, and talking about our schedule prediction before we get more into the meat of what makes the Philadelphia Eagles special this season, I have three game changes. I, I made changes to three of my game uh, right. predictions. Um, I don't know. I was just super positive when we had the predictions. I had the Eagles at 13 and four. Jesus. I, I think I'm falling from grace a little bit. I'm going to put them at 12 and five now. Not not too much of a change, but 12 and five. And the changes will be week three against the Commanders. I'm going to give the Eagles a win instead of previously a loss because no Chase Young. Um, and I just think the Eagles are, are going to come out hot this season with Detroit. Um, with the the Vikings and then yeah. the Commanders over there in Washington, and another another game I'm going to change is the other Washington game. I'm going to make that a loss for the Eagles because Chase Young should be back healthy, um, and also I just think that with Carson Wentz returning, a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, he choked," blah blah blah. But to me, this is like Ben Simmons returning to Wells Fargo. Uh, with the Nets when they when the Nets crushed uh, the Sixers in that game, it, it's the same kind of feeling to me. With I, I also am changing this because I don't think the Eagles are gonna go beat Dallas, beat Pittsburgh, beat Houston, and then another win because I have the Colts winning after this Washington game. I think there's gonna be a break off because this is the Philadelphia Eagles, and they don't go on win streaks forever. Uh, and, you know, we, we can't expect them to with uh, how we're trying to figure out if Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. I think there's going to be a few hiccups, and I think this second Washington game is going to be one of them um, because Wentz is going to get his last laugh this season uh, with his return game, the last game I'm changing. And, Max, I believe now we're on the same page with this game after looking back at all of our predictions the Giants game, I'm going to put the Eagles as losing because hopefully at this point they've already secured a spot in the playoffs. Uh, they don't want yeah. guys to get hurt. They're going to bench their starters in like the second quarter. Minshew's going to go out there. And I, I just think that this won't be an important game and won't be necessary for the Eagles to start their players. So 12-5, and five, they're going to end on a loss, but that is because of strategy. Um, now let's get into the meat. We already started, but let's let's – Talk about Howie Roseman, the guy who's making these moves happen. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm still not, you know, the biggest Howie Roseman supporter and, and fans because he did add Bradbury, A.J. Brown, Dean, Reddick, uh, Trey Sermon, um, Jurgens, Jordan Davis, uh, the guys that we were just talking about earlier uh, on defense. He made some moves, but. Before um, the show, after our last show, uh, I believe a couple days ago, he did admit he made a huge mistake not drafting Justin Jefferson, saying he should have, if he would go back and redo it, he would take Justin Jefferson. No, duh, Howie. I mean, yeah. we all yeah. knew that. He said he was trying to do more of a – and he was drafting for a specific position instead of – um, drafting the best player available, I believe at that point Rager was he's uh, was he outside or was yeah. he spot and, yeah. and it was uh, outside guy, right? Yeah, outside guy. Um, I mean, Justin Jefferson can get it done um, anywhere on the field, really, and uh, that hurts to see him so high in the top 100 NFL players already list. 
while meanwhile the Vikings now have both Rager and Justin Jefferson. It's just it it hurts to see how good luck, good luck with that Vikings. That'll be yeah. fun. <laughs> you know what, Tanner? I don't. Uh, I first I was I would have agreed with you before all these trades. I would have agreed with you in your position on Howie Roseman. I, I hear I can't agree with you anymore. I don't know how anybody can sit here wow, and ask Howie Roseman. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I have changed my attitude on this on this program, and I have also changed it on WIP as well because I've bashed him on WIP as well. So, yeah. I'm my position on Howie. Damn it, Howie is the goat. I don't oh, know. Oh, you how got Howie Roseman oh, posters okay. in your room. Oh, no, 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 no. The goat. Yeah, okay. The goat He's got a custom yeah. Howie Roseman jersey. I am working, I am working on a Howie Roseman poster right here. See, before this, he was just an accountant. T. He, Howie crazy. Roseman was just an accountant for the Eagles. I understand that. I haven't played a game yet, T. But look, listen. We're just talking about what's on paper right now, fellas. Let's just talk about real quick what's on paper, what he's done. All right. You draft let's let's go back. Let's go back a couple more years. You draft Carson Wentz thinking that he's gonna be your franchise quarterback for 10 plus years. Carson Wentz wants out. You draft Jalen Hurts. You've got Jalen Hurts in a position now where he's the quarterback. Not only did you set yourself up just in case Jalen Hurts doesn't perform this season, you have enough assets to where you can trade up and get the quarterback that you really need for the Philadelphia Eagles while still having the weapons that you have currently on the roster now to continue building. That's number one. Number two, we were concerned about safety before the CJ trade. Who goes out and just trades for an all-pro safety just like that out of, out of the blue? Just like that. You go out and you'll get James Bradbury. You trade for A.J. Brown. You hey, fix all of the positions. I'll tell you. T, I'll tell you who does that. Someone who's worried. Someone who's struggling to keep his name out there and be like, oh, I, I told you guys. So I told you. He's fighting for his job over here, and he's making the right moves. Don't get me wrong. But when the Eagles start playing and things start going wrong, are you going to change your opinion, T? Tanner, I can't fault him if the team does bad because he assembled the team that's supposed to win on paper. So if the players don't perform, I mean, that's not his fault. We – He's had he's traded for established players that are expected to perform. If they don't work out, that's not that's not technically on him. That's really on the players at this point. You can't fault Howard for what he's done. Yes, he's made mistakes in the past. I've we've attacked him brutally. Hell, I've attacked him brutally for Jalen Rager. Matter of fact, I remember the show that we did. Well, we did pick Jalen Rager. We ripped him to shreds. Max, Max, we're gonna we're gonna have to go in on, on Howie Roseman. I'll start it off because go ahead, go ahead. I got a player's name for you, Tay. I mean, this is this is Howie Roseman finally starting to do what he has supposed to have been doing the past five so seasons okay he's fixing his own mistakes take a player that comes to mind before justin jefferson dk metcalf who'd we draft instead of dk metcalf take he's admitted who the, who, openly about that don't remind me who the hell we picked up i, I remember who the hell we picked up our Sega white side jalen rager both players that are no longer here when you have dk metcalf and justin jefferson taking over the league take I understand all that. Trust me and believe me. And you don't think he's he's also considered that? I mean, look look now where he drafts. He's gone away from drafting players in the Pac-12 to now drafting players that's coming out of the SEC, Georgia, Bama. Right, because he knows he messed up. He, he knows he he done messed up. That's come. That's also coming from growing and learning how to draft. That's the one thing that we used to knock Howie with. We never questioned his ability to trade players or to get assets and things of that nature. The only thing we questioned was draft was drafting. And for the past couple seasons, you can't deny that Howie Roseman has stepped up in that category. You can't deny that. You guys still haven't mentioned the biggest thing about all of this. That's Jalen Hurts. That's what it's going to come down to. That's what Howie's Howie's sits on. It's it's the impact Jalen Hurts is going to have. He can bring in all these other guys he wants, all these different studs on defense receivers go out and trade for A.J. Brown. But if Jalen Hurts doesn't get the job done, a guy who was drafted by Howie Roseman in the second round, then everything goes up in smoke and the Eagles underachieve this year. I mean, that's what it comes down to. He has shown he doesn't have confidence really in Jalen Hurts. Last season, when he would try to get a better draft pick to draft, who was it? Zach Wilson, I believe. Gardner Minshew, right? I mean, 
I don't know. Hey, we'll say it's Jalen Hurts. Yes, I agree with you. This is all this season rides on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. You you will get no question from me on that. And I I I'm pulling for Jalen Hurts. I want Jalen Hurts to be the quarterback. However, if Jalen Hurts does not work out this season, and if it turns out that this season is unsuccessful because of Jalen Hurts, then guess what? We have the assets necessary to move up in the draft and draft the quarterback and still keep it pushing. That's the beautiful part about Howie Roseman. We're built to win now. Yes. We're also you built to out and draft Bryce Young as a top five pick or whatever, and then still like have question marks with a rookie quarterback next season. I sure as hell don't. I'd rather go out there and trade for an Aaron Rodgers or trade yeah. for a Russell Wilson like we did and bring in a vet in here and get the job done, take us to the promised land, ride the Bronco to the promised land, T. That's not building that's not building longevity though. Howie Roseman is hey, about I don't care about longevity. I want Super Bowl titles. Look that's at this team. What you Look at this team right now. It's built to win. There's no yes. holes at all on the entire yeah. defense, on the offensive line. But you want to go up and trade up for a rookie quarterback and bring I didn't say I didn't say that I wanted to. I said that the Eagles are in a position in case Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, they are in a position to do so. They're not going to go out and go trade for an old Aaron Rodgers who's only got two, three years left to play. They're not going to do we'll say about that. Talk to me in three years when Rodgers is still balling. Wow. That'd be pretty crazy. He ain't Tom Brady, all right? Brady's made a career out of staying in the pocket. Rodgers take hits. Rodgers ain't lasting as long as Brady has. He's got back to the – he's got MVPs at age, what, 36 and 37. I'm not taking that away from him. Back I'm, to back. I'm not taking that away from Aaron Rodgers. All and right? this dude, this dude's talking about taking acids and everything like that. We know he's not like Tom Brady. I mean, he's a different <laughs> kind of person. He is um, a different character. But where we're going in this conversation, I think that the Eagles eventually will be in the position to just be able to plug a quarterback in because all yeah. other positions are figured out. I don't think it'll be a rookie. I think it'll be a trade and plug that quarterback right in. Up, up. I like it. Maybe I a like Jimmy G. He's only on that one-year extension. I mean, T, you don't need the best quarterback when you have a team where it's just one quarterback away from – it doesn't have to be a top quarterback. I mean, Gardner Minshew might not be able to get the job done, but a Jimmy G, an experienced, talented quarterback. He's been to the Super Bowl. See, he's yeah, been exactly. to the Super Bowl. Hey, fellas, tell that to the 49ers who tried to trade Jimmy Garoppolo after last season when they beat the Cowboys in the divisional round. Right, right. They they couldn't get anything for him. But if the Eagles are looking on the market, then. And you might not need to give up all your first round. How many first round picks do Eagles have next year? Two, three? You might, have, you might not need to give up both. You might only need to give up one. I'm I wouldn't give up no first round draft pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. You might need to, is my point. You might you give up what what? Like a like a second, third, fourth, pick one. But you might not need to give up a lot. Look, I would, I would trade for Jimmy. I would They're trade for to make a decision. I would trade for Jimmy Garoppolo only for the fact of uh, just in case I can't get my guy in the draft. That's honestly what I would trade a Jimmy Garoppolo for. Honestly, he, I'm not he, going the rookie quarterback route. I'm not doing yeah, it again. I'm, I'm with, I'm with Max. If Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, which I I do, we all know I'm I'm a Jalen Hurts fan, and I want him to succeed, and I think he can. Yeah, but but if this does not work out. Looking at Jimmy G, or you know, this is fantasy land talking about this player right now, but Lamar Jackson, who will most likely re sign with the Ravens. But if you plug that guy in, and the 49ers will have to make a decision if Trey Lance does well, they're not going to pay for Jimmy G to just be sitting on the bench any longer. Or yeah. if Jimmy G steps up and he takes over and he's still better than Trey Lance, they're going to have to make a decision whether they keep Trey Lance who might not want to be a backup quarterback any longer after he's had that taste of starting, uh, they're, they're going to have a decision to make. Uh, listen, I, 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 the only way I'm trading for – the only person, the only quarterback that I would honestly trade for, and this just on my fantasy, the quarterback that I would honestly trade for is Lamar Jackson. The only reason why I would trade for Jimmy Garoppolo is to maybe mentor the young guy that I am drafting. You guys are going to sit here and tell me that you guys wouldn't like a quarterback like Bryce Young leading this team? Seriously? No. I mean, haven't listen. seen him play in the NFL yet, T. He's playing in the SEC. That's pretty exactly. much his yeah, NFL. But, but I'm with Max when we yeah. say, do we really want to go through another year, of, uh, another few years of a rookie quarterback? Because you know, after the first year, you can't be like, all right, well, he didn't work out next. 
You can't okay. do that. Okay, but look at how the Dallas. Look how the Dallas it's going to cost you a lot. I mean, that's going to cost you stuff. And listen, Lamar, love the talent, love the player, love the person. Seems like a great guy. Guy's never done jack in the playoffs. Just does, hasn't done anything. Like, do you want to bring him? You want to give up two first round picks? Bring Lamar Jackson in here with no playoff proven winning experience and say, hey, go take us and win a Super Bowl. You mean? I might honestly rather take the discount on Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who's at least been there, bring him in, versus give up two first rounders and get Lamar. But what brought. Rambo- and then you have to pay Lamar. You think you have to pay him like $260 million. You're going to have to pay Jimmy Garoppolo too. And at the end of the day, let's sit here and let's and let's think about this for a minute. Two things. One, what. What really is responsible for bringing the 49ers to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and to the NFC Championship last year? Was that really Jimmy Garoppolo or was that the offense that he was surrounded? Let's think about that for a second. That's number one. Number two, in terms of bringing in a, bringing in a rookie passer up in here, think about what the Cowboys did with Dak Prescott. All right. When Dak Prescott was drafted, they had a whole team around Tony Romo. They had the offensive line. They had the pass, they had the pass catchers. They had the running. They just drafted Zeke Elliott. All right. They had everything around that Prescott. And when that Prescott was put up in there, he barely had to do a damn thing. That Prescott looked damn good. And he didn't win anything. Tay, let's be honest. We're talking about one throw that could have changed uh, Jimmy G's career in terms of winning a Super Bowl. If Sanders catches that ball, if that ball is thrown a little bit better, that one pass could have changed and the 49ers could have won the Super Bowl. Um, against the Chiefs. I mean, it could have been that simple. I mean, Jimmy G might not even have been – he would still be the starter for the 49ers. There would be no Trey Lance on the 49ers. That's how one play makes a difference. And for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is going to make a huge difference, whether he succeeds or not, because they're going to have to take a few steps back, waste a draft pick on another quarterback if they want to do the thing that you're saying they with drafting a quarterback. Max and I are saying – you already had the pieces in place. You draft younger guys to build up those positions where the older guys are leaving, like a it, our offensive line and defensive line, or there are old heads that aren't going to be here forever. You yeah. draft those positions, you plug in a position with a, a free agent quarterback or maybe a trade that doesn't cost you too much, and you plug a quarterback in that way, and the Eagles are still on the same pathway to succeed. Are they still, though, or are they on the same path where they will? Well, we won't know hey, until this season's this. over. Think about this, too. We haven't even thought about this. The The Eagles have Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract, too. That's the reason we can bring in all these other studs around them. You want to go out there and make another trade for a higher-end quarterback and they have to pay a guy? Like, the, I, that, that's where, the, sure, the rookie route could work. If you go out and get Bryce Young, you'll still be on a rookie contract. You can still have the studs around them. But we haven't seen him play in the NFL. I'd much rather take the opportunity to go out there and get Jimmy G – if, I mean, we're saying Jimmy G like he's the only option. I mean, I'm sure right. if we actually sat down and looked at names, there could be other guys we can agree upon um, and, and talk about. But right now, we'll stick with the Jimmy G argument and just break him in here, pay him. Listen, you're going to have to pay him, but you're not going to pay him $260 million over five years. I'll tell you that right now. And if he, and if that's what he commands, then screw it. We'll, we'll, we'll think of something else. Yeah, I'm not saying go ahead and, and get a Sam Darnold next year. I'm not saying that at all. But Max is right. When you look at it, and especially after this season, when you know that guys who were disgruntled this past season, because that will happen, their stories will change. Um, Players that are starting for teams this year might not be starting for teams next year. Um, And and when I talk about plugging a quarterback, I don't care if it's like an Andrew Luck type player. Um, To just plug him in. Um, honestly, I mean, if the Eagles go ahead and get him out of retirement, I wouldn't be too mad at that. But that's, that's once again, what are we talking about? Madden football at this point. But exactly. there will be a lot of other players on the market next season, no doubt. But to ease us all of this huge headache, Jalen Hurts needs to succeed. And we won't even have to be worrying about plugging in a quarterback. Um, we'll just have to be worrying about how to make Jalen Hurts even better for the next season. Agree. Yeah, and and, we'll say, and that's what we have to we have to, we're relying on. We're relying on him to get the job done this year. A lot of people have backed him, but even the Tino's are working at WIP. People are calling in and whatnot. Fans around town saying to themselves, "Hey, listen, I want to believe in Hurts, but you know he's got to show me first. That's the biggest. That's what we're. we're I mean, I've heard majority of people say, "Hey, listen, Jalen Hurts, I believe in him. I really want him to see succeed. Tanner, same way." But I need to see it happen. And no one is really – I haven't seen a lot of people like both feet in the swimming pool as far as 
I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. I haven't heard a lot of people say that. No, it's a select. Yeah, they're sitting on the edge. They're dipping their toes in the water. And I don't care how he's throwing the ball in preseason, in practice. I want to see him in game time, how he's connecting. We haven't been able to see him connect with A.J. Brown in game time um, because, obviously, for one, he's not playing the entire preseason. They're not. And he hasn't really been looking his way because there's other guys that need to prove themselves more on this depth chart the Eagles have have slimmed um, their roster down now. Uh, we yeah. talk about Rager no longer being on the team, Arthega Whiteside no longer being on the oh, team, Quest that, Watkins. Uh, we'll see about Quest Watkins. Yo, yo, shout out real quick before we, we wrap up. Zach Pascal, my guy. Zach Pascal going to have an underrated season yeah. for the Birds. I'm telling you, he's going to be good. And that, that's fair to say, but before we do officially wrap up, we might as well talk about this Detroit Lions and Eagles matchup real quickly because they're still – what, about three days left until the game, uh, but we might not be able to get back on these airwaves. So let, let's break it down right now. In Detroit, um, first game of the season, right now it's plus four and a half for the Birds. Wow. Is the current line. We're going to Vegas. Um, We're going to Vegas. Last game, the Eagles played the Lions. It was 44 to six. They kept the Lions out of the ends, and that was a game where we were like, okay, Jalen Hurts, okay, yeah. like what we're seeing. Um, Detroit has a lot of guys on the injury list. Um, Vitae, one of them. Uh, their kicker is down. They got a few linebackers out, defensive linemen, safeties out, guards. Um, Jerry Jacobs, cornerback, he's uh, on the pub list. I mean, there is a lot of injuries in Detroit, but the storyline that we should be paying attention to is the key additions that Detroit made with adding DJ Chark, Aiden Hutchinson, yeah. um, of course. Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams yeah. is going to be coming back. Yeah, that, that, that's true. And players to watch, uh, Penny Sewell, um, a player who people wanted the Bengals to draft um, to help out Joe Burrow. But – Mailata versus Hutchinson. That's going to be a key matchup for me. What are you guys thinking? Oh, that's going to be a huge matchup. Well, you got the, you know, Mailata starting to prove himself as an all pro left tackle in this league now. And Aiden Hutchinson is one of the top pass rushers coming out of the draft. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. I'm going to, you know, not to, you know, be a homer, but I'm going to tip my cat to, you know, to, to the Wiley veteran, you know, Jordan Mailata in this situation. I mean, Mailata is oh, over to you. Damn Homer. Just shut up. My lot has seen his fair share of pass rushes, and I'm pretty confident that he can stop Aiden Hutchinson. Now, Aiden Hutchinson's gonna get him a couple times. That's that's there's there's no doubt about that. But you know, he's still a rookie. I'm not taking away any I'm not taking anything away from Aiden Hutchinson. I remember him in Michigan. He was very dominant, but getting you know, just leaning towards my lotta. That's all. So many ways you can attack this Detroit defense. I'm actually to see, are they going to do it through the air or on the ground or both? I mean, to be honest with you, you play four quarters for a reason, but with the addition of A.J. Brown, it's almost like, hey, the Eagles won this game last year by running it down their throats, but then you add A.J. Brown on the outside, and, and I'm just, are they going to do it both? Are they going to focus on one versus the other, um, come out, establish the run? That's what I'm most anxious to see. I think they're, they're going to try to do it both ways. I will say A.J. Brown de- definitely touched his, or catches a touchdown in this game. I'll say that. Yeah, Jameson Williams, actually, Max, I don't think he'll be able to play in this first week. Oh, no, 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 no. He'll be back though mid-season. But mid-season, he will. Um, but, I mean, it's just with you're already playing the Lions and the injuries that they have right now. If the Eagles do lose, that's concerning. Um, but we can't just, you know, throw the towel in already. Um, no, plenty know. of season to go. I'm looking forward to it, boys. Um, next show we're on. I mean, hopefully we're talking about an Eagles win. Um, the Sixers, we didn't talk about the Sixers or Phillies, and that's because the Eagles are most important in our heart. But uh, mm-hmm. the Sixers making moves, adding a backup center. Um, Trez Harrell, who him and Embiid have fought on the court. Um, uh, the Sixers, I don't, even know the Sixers man. I don't even know who the Sixers are. I don't know you're talking about. Yeah, it's to me, it's still too soon to be talking about the Sixers. The way they just threw our emotions around, uh, we were excited for Harden, and then we were like, "Oh, what the hell? Who's this guy? This is he's, this is a guy wearing James Harden jersey." But he, <laughs> you know, and then the Phillies seem like they just are tossing that wild card around. They don't really 
they're you know they're, they're, they're on the seesaw, like as Mark Zumoff would say, on the seesaw. Yeah, but T, uh, unless you got something to say, let's let's wrap it up. Go birds. Yes, go birds. If you guys miss any of this episode, you can always go to Philly Dash Experience. Statsupcast.com. We have available on all major downloadable platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Do the entire bass. Hey man, look, this is gonna be a fun football season. Either way, either which way it goes, it's gonna be a very very interesting football season. I look forward to talking with it with you guys. Let's go. Go Birds. The countdown to T being a married man. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. I'm, I'm off the market now. Give the people what they want to see. You need to learn how to wrap that thing up.